everybody, and welcome back to The Spiritual Creative. My name is Kelsey, your host. I am so excited for you guys to hear today's episode. It is chock full of so much good information for all of you solo entrepreneurs out there and anybody who just needs a little bit of inspiration. Uh, today, we're talking to Michaela, who is the owner of Womankind. I am actually her team makeup artist. And, you know, since I wanted to start this podcast, I knew that she was someone I needed to interview because she is a wealth of knowledge. She has built an incredible business from the ground up. And I just knew that <laughs> she needed to be talked to by somebody. And I'm surprised that I was the first person to ask her. So she is actually a 26-year-old multi-stream entrepreneur. She's a photographer, a woman empowerment specialist, a real estate investor, and a short-term rental host. She actually owns a few Airbnbs in Kansas City. She actually started her first business in 2015 and built it from the ground up from there. Now she owns Womankind, which is a woman empowerment, self-love, boudoir company. She's on the mission of encouraging all women to love and accept themselves just as they are. They're also here to help you embrace all that makes you, you, and see the beauty in that. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear, and I don't want to ramble on too much. I just want to jump right in. So without further ado, here's Michaela. All right, my friend. This is going to be great. (laughs) Okay. Um, tell the people who you are and what you do. That's it. Okay. Well, hi, I am Michaela. Um, so I am a boudoir photographer. I like to refer to myself as a female empowerment specialist. Hey. Yeah. Cause you know, I mean, you know, you're literally oh, there. Yeah. We do a lot more than take photos. Right. Um, so I'm also an entrepreneur too, I guess I should say. Like I've started multiple different businesses. I own some rental properties and Airbnbs. Um, and yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, what got you started? Where did you start with photography? Okay, cool. So, um, I started as a wedding photographer, as you know, I know that we both worked in the wedding industry. Um, so I did that for, I think like five or six years, um, and built my own business. I started right after college, um, was actually working for a corporate job, um, and did photography like kind of on the side for a couple of years as I was building my business. And then I think it was 2017 that I made the jump into full-time entrepreneurship. And of course there's been like multiple ups and downs since mm. then. I've worked a couple <laughs> of jobs on the side, um, just to be totally like transparent and authentic about that. Um, and then um, really started to get burnt out on weddings and the wedding industry and realizing that that wasn't like uh, fueling my fire and I wasn't finding like purpose um, with my life in that. Right. And so I know that you know all that. And then, of course, in the end of 2019 was when I started really making the um, transition to focusing on boudoir and making womankind a thing. So what was it just the burnout? that got you into boudoir or like what were you noticing what made you want to switch to that specifically I guess if you're burnout on weddings what made you want to go into boudoir and not portrait photography or I don't know okay. nature I don't what else is there <laughs> I don't know what other kind of photography is there you know what I mean why, why yeah. boudoir yeah this is the question okay so you want the like full-on loaded yeah. answer like the yeah the feels and yeah stuff? yeah what's your purpose okay 
so I the feels the feels. <laughs> um, well, shoot. Let's just be like super transparent. Yeah. I started getting really sick in 2019. Um, I after every wedding, I was throwing up. So literally, like all fall, um, I was sick, lost a lot of weight, was having a hard time, um, and was going to the doctor to try to figure out what was happening, what was wrong, and we couldn't figure anything out. So that was on top of me already feeling super stressed, um, always stressed about money, always stressed about like booking, and it was just very, very hard work for me. Um, And so I just wasn't happy for like with anything. Um, So I started doing a lot of self-reflection, realizing like wedding photography wasn't it for me. That was a huge realization and it's a hard realization too especially when you've been doing it for so long it is yeah and when you've been putting all of that energy I mean it was like I think like three or four years at that point that I felt like I'd been successful and to admit that I no longer wanted to do that and it was Michaela Wendell photography was my wedding brand and so like if I stopped shooting weddings, then Michaela Wendell photography died. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, and that's that- like, <laughs> it's like your child. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and spent so much time with Michaela Wendell photography. So and you much built time. It and you nurtured it and you loved it. And so many <laughs> and so sacrifices many- I yeah. made for it. Oh and so many people that doubted me, mm-hmm. that doubted that I could do it. And I relate to that so hard. Was- <laughs> yeah. Cause then it was like, well, shit, they were right. Yeah. But the thing is, is they weren't. I could do it. I was doing it. I just wasn't happy doing yeah. it. You're just making the des- decision for yourself, not yes. because of anybody else. Yes, absolutely. What's best for you. And two things I want to say, because I tell everybody that I can this. One, if you are not happy doing what you are doing as like a solo like entrepreneur, then stop doing it. Go like period. Yes. Like even go work a nine to five. Working a nine to five for somebody else at a job that you don't like is way easier Mm -hmm. than being self-employed. And so like being self-employed, you need to be passionate about what you're doing and love it. And on top of that, I have always said about weddings in the wedding industry, if your heart isn't in it, get out of it. Oh my gosh. It's not fair to yourself and it's not fair to your clients. It's the best day of their life. And I truly believe that everybody around them should like be on the same page and be happy Mm -hmm. for them. And it got to the point that I wasn't. So with all of that, um, I started, like I said, really self-reflecting, trying to think of like what I wanted, um, in my job, in my career, but also what I wanted my life to look like. And I knew I didn't want to work weekends all the time anymore. I was tired of missing family stuff. I knew that I wanted to be making a difference in people's lives and really, you know, feel like I am providing something for people. Um, And that's just, and not the wedding photography you can't get that out of, but I personally wasn't. Um, So then I really started, I don't know what happened. I think that I started reflecting on some work and then I had a bride come in and we did her boudoir session. And then it was like six months Mm. later and we were at the wedding and I walked in and she was talking about her boudoir photos and to her bridesmaids and going on and on about it. She was even bringing them up on her phone and showing them. And like this woman, when I saw her on her wedding day, it was a completely different person than I saw her walking in for her boudoir session. Like confidence and everything and then she was talking about what she was getting out of it and it was like kind of a you know 
Mm -hmm. like mind-blowing moment that I realized like okay like I can still be a photographer and provide that value and everything um but it's about more than the photos right so that just kind of I don't know if that answered your question no it does um if anybody's listening um you should look up womankind so you can get a better idea of what she's talking about right now and then where she is now because what I want to ask you is at that point when you noticed like oh I really like how this feels you know and she got something out of this Mm -hmm. and then seeing where you are today with a full-blown brand client flow is incredible on your website and your Instagram and your Facebook group like you do all the things and so from a potential listener standpoint and even just from me I'm like what the fuck (laughs) how did you (laughs) how did you get there like that it seems like so many steps you know and I know that it's a lot of time mm-hmm. but um one question I guess is at that point like when you had that realization how did you start taking yourself seriously with boudoir because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and assume that you might have had pushback from family or friends that were like <laughs> why would you leave weddings when that's such a great you're successful right now why would you pursue who's gonna want naked photos and like you know yes. people thinking it that that's what it is because I've heard it many times um so what was that process like in your mind of taking yourself seriously that I want to pursue this, mm-hmm. this part of it full time? Yeah. Okay. Um, so first of all, I guess I should have, when I did my introduction said that, you know, yeah. that womankind is oh, the yeah. thing. And <laughs> also, that is, I run womankind. <laughs> yes. Um, that is the main thing that I do is I run womankind. Yeah. So, and you mentioned, um, people looking it up. If you do look it up, um, it's W M N K N D. So it's womankind without the vowels to make that more inclusive, um, of a community that identifies with like a woman centered environment. So right. with that being said, um, you're absolutely right. Cause here I'm talking about like, oh, I'm going to find more purpose and stuff. And I went from weddings, which is like, you know, everybody says that's the best day of your life, the happiest day and all this stuff to taking photos of naked people. And like, yeah, so that yeah, might like, sound well, like the opposite, mm-hmm. but. And from a financial standpoint. Yeah. That's kind of like, even because we're doing more business topics here, like. Yeah. I have to imagine. I don't know how you were feeling. I want to hear how you felt, but I have to imagine that like going from weddings where you're making thousands of dollars or whatever that seems more and weddings Mm -hmm. are happening all the time to boudoir, which is maybe what you, I might've thought is a smaller clientele, but now I'm realizing is not, but yeah, absolutely. So, um, one thing that photographers, I feel like everybody tells starting out photographers, like if you want to make money at this, you need to get into weddings. Right. And that's like, so, so not true. If you want to make money as a photographer niche down, Mm. that's the answer. That's the response. So if like, yeah, whatever you can charge as much as you want, if you can provide a good experience and you can provide the value. Um, so that's one thing, I guess, do you want me to talk, talk about like the financial aspect or the mm, emotional aspect of switching? Emotional. Okay. Let's start there. Both, but emotional. I'd love to hear how you felt going through that and what, yeah, just how you got to where you are and what you had to go through in your own mind. Okay. So, um, obviously, like I said, it was a very emotional process to kind of like acknowledge the death of Michaela Wendell photography. Right. 
Um, but that was something that I knew starting, you know, almost starting over basically and creating this new brand that I wanted it to be more than me. I wanted it to be able to live on if this was something that I could no longer do. If it was something like, I mean, if I died or whatever, like I want it to be something that people can carry on. I want it to be about more than just me. And also one of my like huge, um, goals was to provide work for other women through this so that was always like from before womankind was even really a thing like that was something I knew I wanted so um there's definitely a lot more planning behind womankind than Mikhail Wendell photography that just kind of started and I figured out as I went like womankind was a sit down planning for months and then a launch and um Telling my family and stuff was weird. Um, Telling them that I was going to stop taking on weddings, I know, scared them. Um, I have a very supportive, um, but well, I guess not all my family is supportive. The family that I consider family (laughs) is supportive. Right. And I love them. (laughs) And um, so they were worried about me. And I totally understand that and acknowledge that. That was something that like once I realized that I kind of had to draw back a little bit on telling them everything I needed to figure out for myself more yeah. and talk more to other boudoir photographers and other people in the industry who knew more about it um, rather than listening to like their concerns and insecurities for me. Um but yeah, and I know that that was the big thing. They were like, so you're going to be taking pictures of like naked people? Yeah, and like how like, many well, people in Kansas City are going to want that? Are you right. going to run through them and then what? Like, is this sustainable? Yeah. Um. So all of these thoughts are going through my head. And I even I'm like, am I going to find purpose out of taking photos of people just so that they feel sexy? And like also because I was thinking um, when I was doing weddings, like people were coming to me for boudoir just as mm-hmm. gifts for their spouse. Right. Like, it wasn't about... Because that's all I thought that it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how it kind of started a few years ago. Yeah. I feel like that's when the boom was happening is that you did it as a gift for your fiance. Yeah, absolutely. And that's totally what I thought it was. And I was like, yeah, I'm not... That's not fulfilling. But it was that bride that I heard talking about herself months later that I was like, this is more than that. And like... If we can position this in a way to show people that this can be more than that and you can get more out of this than photos, and I keep saying that, get more out of this than photos. What I mean by that is growing your self-confidence, um, resetting your body image, yeah. um, really just like seeing yourself the way that you are rather than like through these um, – I don't know like we've got this like veil up and we just don't see ourselves honestly so that's what I mean when I keep saying like more than photos so yes to answer your question um I like it was all reverse engineered it was I realized and then I realized around that time too like how do I make enough money off of this to replace wedding income right Michaela Wendell Photography was a six-figure company and like I know that you know this being um, an entrepreneur, but as a business, like a solo business with overhead, like you almost need yeah. to be making six figures to pay yourself a livable wage. Literally. Like, <laughs> especially right now. Yes. Like that doesn't mean. inflation and everything, it's, in, it's insane. Absolutely. And just because your business is making six figures does not mean that you, you are. are. Like mm-hmm. you want to make a portion of that. Right. But, uh, yeah. So I realized like, okay, I'm, I'm going to need to charge a decent amount for these photos and like can I personally justify spending thousands of dollars on just photos. Mm -hmm. That. How do I make this worth it? How do I make it 
worth the price tag that I need to charge to be able to live my life. Mm. And, you know, because I, when I started Womankind, like I lived with my now husband, but we're splitting bills and stuff like right. that. This isn't like I can just, you know, do this for fun and figure it out. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did. I'm like, okay, so we provide hair and makeup. We provide a client closet with literally thousands of dollars worth of lingerie in there so that if our clients don't want to do, you know, don't want to go out and buy lingerie just for their yep. shoot, they don't have to. Um, you do makeup touch-ups. You yeah. do a massage during the experience. So basically, I, I, you know, looked at this and I was like, how can I build a client experience that is worth what I need to charge right and that's where all the like all-encompassing self-love experience comes in and they get support from the time that they reach out even past like their um the day of their session and all the guidance that we give and all of that um so yeah you can totally make you know a livable wage doing honestly doing, doing anything you, you want to do yeah yeah because it's all about the passion if yes. people feel your passion in that how much you love it, they'll pay you for it. Yeah. I mean, and they're more likely to go to you because yes. of your passion and because you niche down. I It's the same thing with aesthetics that um, there's a lot of estheticians who are like jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some personality types who can pull that off. I'm not one of them. And most people are not one of them. So yeah. like if I was to go get a chemical peel or like if I have a lot of acne, I'm going to go to a acne specialist yes. for it. I'm not going to go to a jack of all trades for it. Absolutely. So niching down is <laughs> incredibly important. Um, I want to ask you like through this time of maybe specifically when you were um, in your pre-launch phase and you were like planning all this stuff out, right? Mm -hmm. You were like taking a few months, yeah. weeks or whatever. Um and this, I'm focusing on that timeline, but it could be uh, up until now. Um, what has self-doubt looked like for you? Have you experienced a lot of doubt of oh yourself? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and what has that been like? And have you, what have you learned from it? Yeah. And I know that that's like a constant flow and I, I at least for me it is, it comes 100%. and goes, but yeah, I just want to hear like your relationship with your self-doubt. Yeah. Self-doubt is present in all of our minds all right. of the time about everything yeah. and like the sooner that you can be comfortable with it the better like right. I don't even fight self-doubt anymore I just question it like where is this coming from what does mm -hmm. this look like what am I you know self-doubt is us protecting ourselves like and it's us trying to stay in our comfort zones literally yeah and oh. my phone's ringing is that you? where is it at <laughs> yes it's up there oh shoot <laughs> <laughs> she, okay anyway we're just gonna ignore that because I'm trying to film a little time lapse for <laughs> Instagram stories um but uh mm. what was I saying <laughs> okay okay self-doubt self-doubt okay so and you know this goes like for our clients too like yeah. if I we talk about that so much and there's so many people that face like their self-doubt even just to come into the studio but yeah. for me like while we're while they're sitting in the studio when we're doing their makeup they're like I don't know yes. you know like it's still happening when they already booked it and they're yeah. already there yeah still feeling it and so many of our clients come in and I've even experienced this with my own boudoir shoot like the night before like what the hell was I thinking yeah. like why am I doing this but that's just like fear talking and it's yes yeah so I will say the number one thing, if I had to narrow it down to something that helps me with self-doubt, it is continuously 
persevering and continuously like trying to get through that and like I experience self-doubt all the time but if I do the thing that I'm doubting myself about and then I'm successful Mm. at it it's so much easier to do the next thing that I'm doubting myself about and the thing is is like just get comfortable with failure like I fuck up all the time all the time I just don't talk about it all the time or I do but in ways that people are like oh she's being real or whatever and I'm like that yeah, like I yes mean, but sure, so can but, you yeah. like so can we all yeah. like i'm over the fake it till you make it thing fuck all of that I'm assuming i can say the f word i know you're fine you've already <laughs> been said <if> just... <laughs> I, i'm assuming that you would have told me not to no, say that good. before i you're came good. in knowing me um you're good. but like yeah just well, just show up just yeah. show up imperfectly and just keep doing it and like just keep living life it's all about experiences you're not going to get right. more experiences if you stay in your comfort zone and then what fun is that you got nothing well, to talk about literally yeah. like <laughs> well I talked about this in my last episode of fear and intuition and that a lot of times when you're so, when you're doubting yourself um it could be a good sign that this is actually a huge opportunity for yes. you and that this is you you're protecting yourself like that voice in your head is protecting yourself because this is a big thing and it's the unknown, but the unknown could be really awesome. And yeah. like not only good for you, but lucrative or whatever it is that you're going for. It could be really, really good, but you're doubting yourself because it's scary and that's okay. Yes. But like, I'm trying to recognize the self doubt as like, I'm almost, I'm, I'm trying to there. see it. I'm, I'm trying to see it as like, I'm kind of happy it's happening. Cause like, yes. okay. Like it's scary, but this is good. This is a good thing. I'm pushing myself. Um, I could be successful doing this, but if the self-doubt wasn't there, that'd probably almost be a bad thing. Like yeah. <laughs> if I'm not looking out for me and my family and whatever, like, oh my God, then I'm just being reckless. Absolutely. You know? So like I, to me, a lot of this kind of stuff, it doesn't just, it's not a cure all and it's not just going to go away. You just have to kind of twist it to be a more positive light. Yeah. Like I'll tell people all the time coming into the studio, you know, we start out asking like, how are you feeling this yeah. morning? Yeah. And 99% of the time, oh, I'm feeling nervous or anxious. <laughs> They're so like, nice about it. <laughs> I love reframing that. I'm like, what if that's not nervousness? What if that's excitement? Mm. Like yeah, just to well, just to put that spin, those that, feelings are so close, so right. similar. And like, I just, maybe. girl, I was just talking about this. Go listen to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like a lot of it manifests physically. So we feel mm-hmm. that feeling in our stomach that uh, it's either gut feeling, anxiety, or excitement. It's like one of the yep. three kind of. Um, and they get, it's so easy to confuse them because it feels the same. Yes. Um, but that's where you do the inner work and realize what your thoughts are telling you and where they're coming from. Like you said, is identifying who's talking to me, what's happening. Yeah. Where's it coming from? Yep. <laughs> and then you can identify which of those three is happening. Absolutely. I and mean, it could be a mix, but anyway, sure. um, move over a little bit to the business side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've already mentioned, your client flow is awesome it's so good like uh, on your website and just how your um what is that called are you talking about like they're like, like sales flow through oh. your through your instagram and your website and like getting bookings yeah right so marketing marketing sure okay i don't know yeah i don't know you, you I, get, neither of us have idea. like a business well do you have a business degree now no 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 okay. no no Okay. Honey. You have more. I have an associate's degree in the arts. <laughs> I don't even know oh, what okay. that means. Well, whatever. That's fine. 
But that's even more relatable, honestly, because like that's what I just wanted to mention, like why we can't think of the word, like because <laughs> I don't know. We're what I'm self, talking like, about. yeah, we're self-taught. Like, really? I mean, I know that both of us have gone to workshops and stuff like right. that, and like done. I don't know about you, I guess, but yeah. I've done mentorships and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like, <laughs> you know, well, I learned from experience. So, so. okay, <laughs> so that's that's kind of my question. I mean, your business model fascinates yeah. me. Um, and I would love for a lot of the people listening, because I'm talking a lot to solo entrepreneurs, people like us. Yes. Um, what was your first step in taking, I guess, taking going back a little bit to taking yourself seriously and like building a, a brand brand was the first thing you did was hire a mentor or hire for your website? Um, do you remember mm -hmm. what like what kind of those first maybe bigger investments you made in yourself? Okay. Um, hmm. I will say before Womankind was a thing, it's worth mentioning that I did invest um, in some workshops, some business workshops. Okay. Not, well, I, I also did the, the foo-foo-y, like, oh, we'll take pictures of the styled shoot workshop. Right. Eh, don't do those. Um, <laughs> I, I say that there's going to be people that come at me if they listen no, to this and they're no. photographers and they're like, pay for it. No, don't. If you want to do a styled shoot, do a styled shoot um do workshops invest in your education um I would say that that would be the main thing where I've learned a lot like I I do have um a college degree in organizational communications that like mm, if I would have spent yeah yeah I mean whatever it was a good experience like right. you know me I'm all yeah. about the experiences yeah. I can learn something from everything yeah but I learned way more investing in workshops that pertain to what I was yeah. doing right and um so that that would you're be talking a big more thing. sales like gaining clientele that um, kind of thing so the workshops, workshops or I photography went, they were photography workshops um but they would talk about marketing and sales so okay. like that was the focus not taking a pretty picture not composition right, right. not like you already, stuff like that. you already got that kind of that's yeah. all self-taught honestly right. like and I didn't take any are. professional photography courses yeah. it's the the workshops that I took in business that made me the money not the creative okay. stuff yeah um but then with womankind the first big investment that I made once I knew that that was a brand that you know that was going to be a thing was um the website I did okay. hire a website yeah. um, designer. And go check out her website because it's beautiful. No, I will say it's been redone since then. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, so that's okay. what I was going to tell you. Is... Oh, sorry. No, no, no. You're <laughs> fine. You're fine. I needed something. And I will say, hi, if you are not like this website guru designer, hire a website designer. Yeah. I'm not saying don't do that. Do that. But know your brand first. Because that's why I had to go back and redo it a few times since then. I've redone copy way more than that. Right. Because I didn't have a clear brand description understanding. Um, and that would have been more beneficial rather than spending that money two more times. Yeah. Um, Ugh, I really so, need to hear that. Yeah. I go I back really and more than hiring a website yeah. designer because I just don't want to spend the money on it. I think your website's hard... pretty. I think it's very right. user friendly. Well, I'm definitely changing it. So that's yeah. I already bought the yeah. I bought a template. <laughs> See, I, that's fine. But I just cannot like do it. But I, I I hear that all the time, and every time I see a good website like yours, I'm like, damn, they I should really hire someone because it it makes a huge difference. It does when I see a good website that like catches my attention, and I feel your authority 
yes. through it. That's like the the thing is that I feel like I can trust this person. And that sounds dumb because it's a website, but it's well made. Yeah. For me, for me to trust you. <laughs> and yes. It, it does the job. So yeah. good job. <laughs> so number one, always and forever, my recommendation is figure out your brand first. And that's free. Like do yeah. some meditations that like I literally went to Canada and I was with a friend, but we sat there and talked about womankind all weekend and mm. it wasn't even a thing yet. But yeah. that's like, that's where that's I cool. figured out a lot of the stuff was I just needed to get in a clear headspace kind of thing and a supportive friend that right. like, you know, was on board with the mission and stuff. But I will say too, since we're talking about website designers and yeah. stuff like that, and I have had help with a copy, um, outsourcing, outsource things that somebody else is better at than you mm. it is much more it's a better use of my time to focus on the things that i'm good at which is like i think that i'm good at social media and yeah. um our client experience and stuff and then let the things go that i'm not as good at when it comes to like you know copy for the website i had a hell lot of help on that um the like our our blogs i have help with um the website design i've had help with and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, too, that the copy and probably a lot of the reason that you feel like that has a good flow like that is because I had, when it came to the copy and the website design for, like, the the stuff that I've been fixing, um, I've been getting opinions and advice from people that are sales specialists, mm. not just I a foo writer. I would love to, if you want to share a little bit about that, too, because I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, as well, but I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, so um, that's one major thing that like the copy on the website was um, like I mean I I wrote it originally and sure. then we had um, oh a couple of months ago I had a sales coach help me go through and reword some of it and she literally probably changed like mm, fifteen or twenty percent like Dang. it really wasn't that much. Yeah. But she was looking at it from an outside pers outside perspective of um, being a potential client and looking at it in like what they need to know and win through the sales process. Yeah. So without, you know, overwhelming someone with too much information or not giving them enough, leaving them too much like right. to wonder about. Well, um, hiring out is more to me being a solo entrepreneur is hiring just fresh eyes yeah. to look at it because we are so ingrained in our vision and we think that everyone else can see it for what it is. Yes. But that's literally just, that's just not true. Yeah. Like you have no idea what I'm trying to do and like my vision. And I always think that people know and that I'm posting about it. I realized the other day that some of the things that I talk about in my treatment room are like the visions that I have with my clients. I was looking at my Instagram the other day, haven't posted any of it. Like I haven't posted a facial. I love doing massage so much like for my facials and the whole yeah. like relaxing treatment couldn't tell you last time i posted about it yeah but like but if someone with fresh eyes i was talking to them and saying my whole vision my bullet points and then they were looking at my website i'm sh in my my instagram they would be like are you sure <laughs> right. you know so i mean to me hiring out is yeah that's a huge you know helpful part of it yeah, so. sometimes we have these assumptions in our head because like you've been working in your business for years. Yeah. I've been working in my business for years, but someone who's just coming across the website needs right. to be introduced. They don't, yeah. they're not on step 20 yet. They're on step one. No, yeah. Oh, I have such a hard <laughs> time with that. I have such a hard time because I just assume like I, I get caught up personally because I see clients in person. And so mm -hmm. I talk about it a lot. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if you're the same or like anybody out there listening is the same. Um, I talk about it a lot. So I just assume that 
people that, know that yeah oh people know yeah people get me they know and the, the people i tell are gonna tell their friends literally yeah. no <laughs> they're not going to and they also probably won't remember after their facial so. yeah do you want to made like captions instagram captions like a million times easier hmm. for me is just talking about what we talk about in the studio oh my gosh and it's like it's like not- talking about what's on your mind yeah and it's bit. like not even I don't we make it way too hard like if I literally just repeat conversations that I'm already having it's like a that's what people want to know anyway Mm -hmm. and like it's what they care about and are already talking about because we're having those conversations right and then I don't have to think of new shit like (laughs) (laughs) it's easy it's so much easier (laughs) yeah and I will say too that like my life got so much easier switching from weddings to boudoir because I switched from talking about love and weddings yeah. and like all this stuff to stuff that I like that passionate about mm-hmm. in like body acceptance and self-love and self-care and yeah. stuff like that and like just it makes work so much easier because I don't have to work for it like I'm yeah. literally just talking about stuff that I normally enjoy talking about right <sighs> yeah <That's> so good <laughs> um okay I, I literally have like so many aspects of your business that I want to ask about and I'm having a hard time <laughs> deciding what I want to ask you um I think I'm just asking just from my own perspective and like my own interest in what you do um do you ever feel we talked a little bit about self-doubt do you ever feel overwhelmed with what you do or now or when you first got started and like with your Facebook group and your Instagram and then your client experience and not in person and leading up to the experience, like all these like four or five different avenues that you need to mm-hmm. keep track of. Um, do you feel overwhelmed? And part B, side note, is how do you stay organized with a yeah. lot of that stuff? Oh, gosh. I feel overwhelmed like all the time. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know that. <laughs> cool. Same. Yeah. So that's something that I'm very like I'm always working on that I'm always working on honestly just making my life the life that I want to live which means working on stress and overwhelm um a strategy I think is probably the most important thing and that's something that I'm like really working on now it's not something that I've mastered sure um but like when it comes to well, I will say the client experience, let's start there. A lot of that is automated. Yeah. Um, a lot of like we have resource emails that go out from complimentary boudoir style guides to prep tips to a yoga flow video. Like literally as I'm like, as we continue to work in this business, the questions that were asked, I'm constantly implementing into our experience and into our workflow so I can answer those questions before they get asked. Mm. Okay, and- wait, wait. I, I don't want I don't, I don't want you to lose your train of thought, but I just like that's such good advice is yeah. to go back and change things go back and add things to your experience or time. to your pricing or whatever it is to your website yeah keep it updated and don't just make it and then okay and now we're in business and now we're, we're going like right keep updating keep getting better yes Continue. like yeah I'm constantly working on improving our yeah. experience and we, I, I noticed mean, that with you I think that's really really cool like you're yeah. always adding stuff especially leading up to their experience so that they know you better and that they're more comfortable when they come in yes um continue yeah and we have repeat <laughs> clients come in all the time and my goal is to give them a new experience every time and how an easy way to do that is just for me to like literally after every single boudoir experience I think how can I improve it yeah how can I do better next time and it's not not from a place of 
oh, you're not good enough and like right. you need to be better. Let me be very, very clear about that. It's not that at all. It's a from a place of passion and wanting to give the best to my clients. Mm. So that's huge. Um, and yeah, so just constantly improving that. I did add Maddie, our client experience coordinator to the right. team about a year ago. Um, so Maddie is an Enneagram three, which, you know, is the, the achiever (laughs) and she's hella organized. And honestly, like any organization that happens within womankind is, it's her, is mostly her. I will say like, we've even got, we plan out our social media on Excel docs now, like, and just, you know, a little thing like that, because we were talking about having like the VIP group on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. We do plan out our social media in advance, usually about a week in advance and I'll leave holes so that I can post stuff like during the week and everything. But that way I'm not trying to like come up with things like every single day. Right. And I'm also not creating new content for every single platform every day. Like I reuse it on all the platforms. So if I post like a video of an album in the VIP group, I'll post part of it in my Instagram stories too. And like we'll talk about this like similar things. It might not be the exact same content, but it's the same idea. And so like a like we have different audiences on Instagram right. and fa- on Facebook VIP so it's usually not the same person seeing the same thing twice it, and it's presented in a different way too um the VIP group has much more engagement with the yeah, community whereas like stories is you know just me showing mm-hmm. stuff for the most part do you plan your Facebook first and then go into everything else yes because okay. Facebook is the most work for me like okay. we we make multiple posts a day and like that's that really helped with like the strategizing I think it's just what doing moving moving starting with Facebook and moving it over to other platforms okay yep and then what I'm about to do too is because we do have an email list um that I don't use as much as I could and should be so email marketing is um on my to-do list it's very high on my to-do list and then I'll do the same thing there too so like the stuff that I'm posting like we'll send out like an email or two a week and I'll just recap the stuff that I'm posting and like giving information like that so really like don't make it harder on yourself. Like come up with content once and then yeah. just repurpose it over multiple platforms. You can do the same thing on like TikTok, and, like Instagram reels. And then like, right. yeah, don't make it too hard on yourself. But it is it is important it's to be lot. visible on yeah. multiple platforms. Right. Um, when you hired Maddie, what was the hiring process like um, as far as, um, you know, you've been doing everything yourself. For a while mm-hmm. so again I talk a lot to solo entrepreneurs yes. so if someone's wanting to hire a VA or just an assistant or just I just need somebody <laughs> you yeah. know like I just need somebody I feel like I have too much work what do I how did you figure out what to give her and how did you introduce her to your brand yeah so what was it like hiring Maddie was a very organic thing like her so Maddie and I went to college together and Mm -hmm. we've been um kept touch since then like we're the only people in like we have multiple classes together and we're the only people working like full-time careers so we've like hardcore bonded yeah and I also realized very quickly that she had the same work ethic that I did um so then we stayed in touch and everything and we're friends and um she had I was doing the photography thing and then she had a baby and she went back to work for like a couple of weeks, I think. And then like we were talking and she's like this, I want to be home with my baby. And so at the time I was thinking about bringing on like someone to help me with the VIP group was where it really started. Someone who could be, cause I don't want to be on social media all day. I don't really like social media all that much. I'm good at it, yeah. but I don't have like personal accounts that I stay up on. Like the social media is work to me. Um, 
and I didn't want to do it all day long and I knew I needed to be active so I just asked her I'm like hey what if because she was talking about just being a stay-at-home mom and not having any income or anything I'm like what if I can give you like a part-time job that you could do holding your baby like it's not anything that you have to you know and so she was like yeah great um so just to preface that that I don't have experience going out and finding someone even like us working together happened very organically yeah um but yeah so start with a VIP group and just being very clear about my expectations and what I needed to see from her I huge huge recommendation on that um and then also like I even went through as far to be like hey I expect this many of this kind of posts um these days like I expect um responses on these days also very clear about like what days she was going to be taking off what days or you know times that she won't be watching or Mm -hmm. whatever and then from there we just started adding more stuff on um so anything any new tasks that I was adding for her Um, I would go and record like me talking and also the computer screen and I would walk through exactly what she needed to do and I'd create little videos for her oh yeah so that way she had like a workbook okay because I was going to ask you if you gave her when you hired her if Mm -hmm. you gave her anything as far as like a document saying yeah everything you just said you know all of your expectations or loom videos l-o-o-m and you can record like I think it's like five minutes for each video free, right. which was perfect because I also didn't want her to have to watch like a 30 minute video on something. So and I'd literally yeah. just do each little task and I'd record it. And so that way, if she ever like forgot or had a question or something like that, she could just, just watch the video and watch real it. quick. Mm-hmm. And also so that you don't have to go to her house and yes. sit with her or whatever, because, you know, the whole point is so she can be home. Right. And um, I'm too busy. And you're like- too busy. <laughs> yeah. So now that's great. That's yes. awesome. OK. I was really curious about your just a process of hiring yeah her. and I will say I think it's hard I mean especially because we already talked about how your business is your child mm-hmm. and like how do you give up responsibility on some things or I would just have a hard time um putting that into words for people yeah for someone else uh, and giving that up and I'm like I just again going back to the vision I have this vision that I don't know how to put into words and I just assume that she's gonna get it but she yes might and not can't. get it yeah you yeah. have to have you have to have the very clear expectations but also very clear consistent communication like Maddie and I talk daily yeah um even if it's just text and we usually have a call once a week to go over everything Mm -hmm. like and I will say too like it, it was I'm so so glad I have Maddie and I didn't have to go through people and stuff because like you said like I'm very protective of my business and one thing like I will protect it if I've we've outsourced other things like throughout the years cleaning um what else have I outsourced blogging um I don't know but like if I'm not if I feel like I could have done a better job than you did and I did everything I could to like set clear expectations and communication yeah. and stuff then that's it then it's not working like out. yeah you need right. to be as passionate about my business and want to take care of it the way that I do or right. it won't work and like right. and I won't waste my time yeah so amen <laughs> tell them tell them how you feel I love very it very passionate about it <laughs> yeah um well my last question a little bit is because this is the spiritual creative um I want to talk about technically the spiritual side of things but I know that you're not like quite as spiritual so um I was wondering like what work have you done on yourself to run your business or 
has your business prompted you to work on yourself and what does that look like for you in like your journey up until today or is there anything that you do daily or you know just anything that you that helps you run your business better and helps you (laughs) manage the stress yeah so I think like just to go back to my planning days of womankind um work-life balance was something that was like strong at the forefront um of my thought process and I kind of like I I've come to the conclusion that work-life balance is not really a thing like that it's not fully possible especially (laughs) for entrepreneurs but then I realized like my the conclusion I came to was I need to work the way that I want to live my life and so there's not really a balance they're kind of just the same thing Um, so womankind and all the like ideals and stuff like that. And the mission that we have are all very personal and private to me. Might not, I guess it's not really private anymore, but, um, the self-love, the self-acceptance, the worthiness, um, all of those things are conversations that I'm constantly like having with myself. And, um, I know that you know this, but I have dealt with depression and chronic depression since I was 17 years old. Yeah. So womankind was also like a an effort to battle that and so like the stuff that I was telling other people um you know to love yourself and you're worthy of love and you're worthy of the love and the care and the attention that you give others you're worthy of giving that same love to yourself and the fulfillment and the love you are like wanting from someone or something else Mm. is inside of you and you can give that to yourself and that is the way to feel full so I yeah it's very spiritual for me it's very it's constantly a reminder honestly it's uh suicide prevention like it's I mean it's it's very very personal for me and it gives me a lot of fulfillment and I don't think that I would ever feel this fulfilled in a career that wasn't this personal for me um so I'm constantly working on bettering myself, especially ever since Womankind was a thing because yeah. I'm like telling everybody else to do that and stuff. So I'm having to do it for myself. And um, I also want to thank you because I've okay. been journaling all week. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that I've done so it four fair. days in a row now. And I know that that's not a lot, no. but that's like I've done four pages every day. And wow. Yeah, and I like the second day woke up excited about it. I'm so proud of you. Right I'm now. I'm super happy. Like the I'm first so couple days were like solely focused on work sure. and like I have been a little bit like into my head about it having some like imposter syndrome mm. and stuff and I could have talked to my husband about it. I could have talked to you about it. I could have talked to my friend about it, but it's it's all stuff that I would have just been projecting and I yes. don't really need any information oh, from someone else. So I just true. To, you just like, need to work it. it yeah. You just need to work through it. Yes. And you need to see it on paper. Yes. To realize what's actually happening in your head. You're like, Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. And I actually came up just... with new marketing strategies from it. Like literally not just one, but I came up with oh my four gosh. whole new marketing strategies that I am implementing this week Yeah, based off that. And it's like, Holy shit. Why did I just start doing well, for this? real? Because <laughs> journaling makes your mind slow down a little yes. bit because if you hadn't journaled and you were just stuck in the imposter syndrome loop, mm-hmm. you're just, I mean, it's a loop yeah. fucking stuck. And then you can't get past it to get to the market, the creative side of yourself yep. because that side is so loud mm-hmm. and it's so persistent. Um, yes. I'm really proud of you. Thank that you. That is awesome. Uh, if you guys aren't journaling yet, what the fuck? <laughs> honestly, <laughs> um, truly. Honestly, 
<laughs> just try it, please. Like just yeah. a little bit. See if you like it. Cause I've talked about, I've probably talked about journaling in every single episode. It's a yeah. real issue, <laughs> um, but it's really cool. No, no, but, no. It's great. Yeah. I was listening to, I was listening to spiritual creative last week and like that helped me kind of like get started with right. some of those like prompts and stuff. And, and like I said, I worked through some business stuff that I needed to work through and then I was able to move on. And now mm. I'm like writing about some other stuff that yeah. I, I'm just working through some stuff right now. Like it, it's not a whole lot of gratitude or anything happening. Yeah. But like, it just feels good. Yeah. It feels like a weight lifted. It feels like therapy, but I didn't have to pay anyone hey, or go anywhere. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> Balling on a budget. Okay. Yep. So would you say, do you, um, do you meditate or, uh, do yoga? I feel like you, I do you yoga. like yoga, right? Yeah. yeah. And I do a little bit of meditation with that. Um, okay. but I, I have not meditated solely. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, 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 it's difficult. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. hard. It's hard to get into that state. And I don't think that, I think that met <laughs> okay what's happening <laughs> I just had a thought in my mind we were having this conversation last week and I'm gonna bring up drugs um what's but that? we were talking about in the client studio we had a client that was telling us about her shroom experience and oh. I feel like meditating can be like that like you got to be in the right state of mind yeah otherwise like some self-sabotage <laughs> happens and like some other shit and now everything. you just meditate like ruminating it turns into yes. ruminating not yes. meditating <gasps> So like, I don't think that I'm there right now, Ooh, okay. but if I do like a yoga flow and then at the end they have the, I, I can never remember this word, but the pose where you just like lay there and like kind of like <laughs> exist. <laughs> Wait, you, the, what, or you just lay flat? Something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Um, I like that I can one. De- I can get into like a, a meditative state. Okay. Well, listen, that. so my thing with meditation, I don't, I don't know who told me this. It might've been my sister-in-law. I don't know. I've heard it a few places, but meditation is not just sitting and laying. Mm-hmm. So that changed things for me. Cause I thought that that's what I had to do is like get the yoga mat out and like turn down the lights and like sit. Yeah. That's not it. It's more, and it kid me if you guys like that, that's cool. Um, but it's more, uh, mindfulness. Do you mm-hmm. know what mindfulness is? Mm-hmm. Like, have you heard of that? So some people really like to cook. So if you turn the music off, and focus on chopping your onions and like boiling the water and like focusing on that stuff. That's a form of meditation. Yes. It's like you're or getting in flow. your flow state. Yeah. Yes, it's kind of like your flow state. state. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I was like, Oh, I mean, I might meditate more than I think that I do because you just right. got to get into that flow creative state or just whatever that means for you. Or it yes. could be journaling at the same time or, but journaling, just specifically yeah. not, um, entertainment so meditating is not watching tv or scrolling on tiktok or that right. kind of thing so you, you are sitting with your mind and you're quieting your mind that's the goal yes so if that means going to the park going for, like a, walk. Sit, going for a walk sitting uh in the grass or feeling the wind like literally feeling the wind on your face and mm-hmm. like and focusing on it and tuning everything out or trying to that's meditation. So that's a very good mm-hmm. like point to make because definitely like, especially with people that have ADD, ADHD and yeah. stuff like that. If you think that meditating is sitting on the floor oh, and doing that impossible. thing, you will never get there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's your peak flow state. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, like I, and that's why, like if I do yoga and I'm like connecting right. with my body, then I can get into that. I can't just like sit and get into right. it. A but lot, I and also a lot of can like can. hiking. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's that feeling of being like, yeah, quieting your mind. And like, so you're not actively thinking about really anything. You're letting yeah. the thoughts just kind of happen and flow and you're not chasing them either. You're right. just letting them like go through. I, I personally like, and I know my boyfriend likes this too, is um, 
being outside and, and like I said, feeling the wind mm-hmm. and like focusing on your senses. Yeah. That's a big help. And, and some people like to do that with cooking. So focusing yes. on the smell. Um, it takes practice. So I'll say that much is that it Definitely. takes a second. Um, I'm still like, I'm talking about this, but I'm really bad at it. Um, yeah. And it just takes a second to figure out. Well, it also takes a second to figure out what you like. Um, so don't get discouraged if you don't know what it is yet. Right. I would just start paying attention to going through life and seeing what makes you feel calm. Yes. And where you can meditate. Um, we're getting way off track. Um, but I think I love that's this, like though. main the main stuff I had for you. So if you want to like plug yourself, where can yeah. people find you? You know, all the things. Give it give it to me. Yes. Tell me. Great. Thank you. Okay. So um womankind boudoir, that's what I do. Um like I said, we do boudoir, but it is much more than just getting sexy photos. Mm. It is a chance to reconnect with your body, to reset your body image, and oh, yeah. also just, you know, work on some self-love and self-acceptance. Like, that's that's the main thing. Self-love is a, a journey that we're all on. It yeah. is not a destination. You will never just get there and be there. It is something that we're constantly working on, and boudoir is just another avenue to working on that and to, um, yeah, just like I said, really accepting who you are. Um, I believe that we the world needs more people in general, but women that are, you know, love themselves and are unapologetically themselves. I yeah. truly believe that the gifts and the things that we have to offer to this world are inside of us and we just need to lean into them. Like, so, um, obviously <laughs> I believe this is way more than photos, but yeah, if you want to come find us and you want, um, a self-love experience for yourself and you like these kinds of conversations and everything, like that's always happening. Um, so on Instagram, we are womankind, W-M-N-K-N-D. Um, the website is womankind boudoir. So W-M-N-K-N-D-B-O-U-D-O-I-R. I have to see that in my like, <laughs> like brain right, to spell it. Um, <laughs> dot com. So yeah, come find us. And then of course, like um, Kelsey's on all uh, that stuff too. Yeah, yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah, you'll find me all over her, all over her page. I don't know if I all mentioned over- this, but I'm also her makeup artist. Yeah, I guess we should have like <laughs> could have said that at the beginning. But yeah, if you want to see some of Kelsey's like phenomenal All makeup right. skills on a bunch of different skin types, a bunch Hell of different yeah. women and yeah. see that she's like fucking awesome with what she All does right. and enhancing your natural features and still looking like you like, yeah, she is also her work well, is thanks. heavily featured okay. on Womankind. All right. Well, <laughs> take over <laughs> my podcast, Kelsey. please. Yeah. Thank you. I right, well, thank you for so much for coming on my podcast. I love you so much. I love you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much for tuning in. That episode was awesome. I learned so much from Michaela. She is such an inspiration to me as a business owner, a photographer, a female empower or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. She's, she's awesome. And I really hope that you guys got something out of this episode and that you feel inspired to grow your businesses and hire your first person or post on Instagram or whatever it means for you. I hope that this episode sparked some inspiration in you. So I, I will talk to you guys next week. I hope you have a great day.